This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Coming to you from our new home at DynastyLeagueFootball.com and a DLF family of podcasts, we are the Superflex Super Show. We talk QB values, Superflex strategies, evaluate and debate Superflex trades, plus our own twist on Superflex team management with exercises like Tinderflex, Super 6, and You Are Nuts. So when you're done with this awesome DLF podcast, find us on Twitter at Superflex Show and join us in the discussion of the fastest growing format in all of fantasy football, Superflex, on the Superflex Super Show. Listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, host. the creator of Destination Debbie, Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. You know what comes next. Drop the music. Debbie. This isn't easy. This is not an easy task. It is time-consuming. It is exhausting. It is frustrating. It is fun. This whole podcast based, anybody can buy a microphone, a microphone and some software, and you can record your thoughts. You can record what you think about the NFL game, the college game, the high school game. But when you really want to put out actionable content, actionable content that people can walk away and say, man, that that really helped me clear some things up in my leagues that really helped me see things from a different perspective. That guest that was on that show really opened my eyes to uh, another way to analyze these players for this game that we play. That is, that is tough. That is if anybody out there who gives a damn about their show, who cares about the quality, what it looks like, the content, how it sounds, uh, that's that's what makes this hard. That's what makes this difficult. And I'm not looking for your sympathy because I choose to do it. I'm not paid to do this. This is a hobby. It's a hobby. I choose to do it. But I'm so appreciative and I'm so thankful for you loyal Destination Debbie fans out there for continuing to rock with me. And I cannot say thank you enough for being down with me from the beginning. And those of you who are new to the show, thank you for checking it out. Because of the the old timers, the old listeners from May of 2019, here we are. And I am producing new free content for you on the YouTube channel. And I just really announced this a couple of days ago on Monday. On Monday, in the overwhelming support, the response the subscriptions to the Destination Debbie YouTube account. I cannot thank you guys enough. I am, I'm so overwhelmed, so happy, so thankful. And it motivates me and drives me to continue to produce good, actionable content for you guys. And not just actionable content. Man, I want to be entertaining. I want you to want to listen to this show. I want you to look forward to the Destination Debbie podcast that comes out. I want you to look forward to the content that will be produced on the Destination Debbie YouTube channel. I want you to look forward to engaging and interacting with me on Twitter. And I want you to look forward to the quality of guests that I bring on this show. So thank you for making this what it is. Thank you for driving me, for motivating me, even in these difficult times, even when I've got 
you know, real life stuff going on. I'm thinking about y'all, how to make this thing better, how to grow it. And if you're listening to the show, if you really rock with me, man, if you really rock with me and I see the download numbers, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go on over, hit that red button, subscribe, get alerts. And I promise you, I promise you, heat is coming your way to help you dominate your Debbie and Dynasty drafts. I promise you that. And it's coming year round, 24-7, 365. I'm going to make sure that there is no layoff. There are people who want to join this team to help produce content for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But the grind doesn't stop. If you haven't done it, pause the show, go subscribe, come back because I've got a fantastic guest. I, I, I've been following Ryan Lopes from the Breakout Finder podcast for some time now. This guy is knowledgeable. He is smooth. He is somebody that I truly could see myself chilling with on a Saturday, going to get a beer. If he didn't live in freaking Connecticut, you know, that's a little further out of my, uh, I can't get there to hang out with Ryan. But man, when I say I thoroughly enjoyed talking to this guy, this is somebody that I, I could rock with in my personal life. Just a very cool dude, great conversation. And, you know, he's, a, he's an excellent follow on Twitter. And we got to dive into some of the information that we have received from the early stages of the combine. By the time you're listening to this pod, I think the, the testing events will actually start. And some of you who catch it a little bit later, it may be over. But the information is still valid. It's still, it's still something to, to take away viewpoints from other people. And we dive into players who have the most to gain, the most to lose players who are going to just absolutely melt faces. And for those of you who check this out late, you'll be able to see if we were right or wrong on some of these guys. But, you know, our quick hits, our quick analysis on 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 the measurements, on some of the news that we're hearing coming out of Indianapolis. And then we also talk about Debbie players, right? Ryan's a big fan out of a, of a wide receiver out of Georgia, another one that plays in the Big Ten. He's a little bit down on one of my guys. I, I I, I'm not feeling it. I told him to his face. I'm not feeling it. I was not happy. Wasn't happy about that take. But I respect his work and it was a great show. And I, I'm excited for you guys to listen to Mr. Ryan Lopes. Follow him on Twitter at still Ryan five. Let's go. All right, y'all, man, I'm excited, excited excited tonight to talk to my guest. This has been something that I, I'm telling you guys, it's been a long time coming. I'm a big <laughs> fan of this guy's work. Uh, he, he is, he is all over Twitter. I feel like I'm a part of the crew, even though I've only officially virtually met one third of the, the team over there for the most part. But this guy knows his stuff, super engaging, super knowledgeable probably one of the biggest Raiders fans that I know <laughs> on the Twitter verse, right? It, it, he is, he is the better half from the breakout finder podcast. I, I listen yes, to breakout finder. I, I, I hear the slander that this guy takes sometimes. And I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. When you come on the DDP, we treat you right. Big dog. Tell Nate, man, tell Matt man. Kelly to chill out on my man. <laughs> and if you don't know who it is, it's Ryan Lobes at still Ryan five breakout finder breakout finder pod all over Twitter. Ryan, what's up, big dog? How you doing? Man, man, Ray, that is a super generous intro, my brother, man. This has been like, like we said, this has been behind the scenes, you know, behind closed curtains. People have been asking for it. They see us going back and <laughs> forth on Twitter. They see they see the they see the various gems that that, that we're putting out there and people saying you guys got to get in the booth, you got you guys got you guys got to converse about these players. So, uh, you know, we 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 finally linked up, and we're obviously going to get you on the on, on the breakout finder pod. We got a we got a, we got a date set already for that man. So I am just very 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 excited. Um, I'm excited to to hopefully get a couple jabs in at my boy Matt Kelly, man, because he <laughs> he tends to put me up as as the punching bag from here and there. But again, man, it is all love, nothing but respect for those guys, Nate, Matt, and Ray, man. I'm I'm very very happy to be here rapping with you, man. 
Yeah, man. And, and like you said, it's been a long time coming. We've been, you know, following each other's work for some time now. And, you know, he, here's the thing about this. This is a game of a game that we play. It is not life and death. It's not nah. real life. But what nah. makes this thing fun is it's always good when you have somebody to agree with you, right? I've heard Matt talk about this all the time. You know, when when you say positive things about players or whatever the case may be, you get the likes, you get the retweets. But whenever you say something negative, that's Absolutely. what a lot of people don't want to go out there and on a limb and do. And it's not even that Ryan and I are being negative, but there are some players we disagree on. Yeah. And that disagreement, man, that's what breeds, that's what allows you guys, the listener, the consumer to have all the information available to you. And at the end of the day, you do what you need to do for your own dynasty rosters. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And, and that's what it comes down to, bro. It's like, we're out here. We can only direct traffic so far. And I think the most, I'm glad, I'm glad you started with that too, man. Cause that's the most beautiful thing about this whole process is, yeah. I mean, we got, we got some obvious ones that we're going to of course agree on. It's, it's easy. Keep it moving. But I love the ones where, and I've, I've had this conversation with guys like Nate and man, and other guys that I respect such as yourselves that, you know, you might have player A or be higher than me. And, and that's, and I, I love when we find ourselves at those crossroads. Cause then I find myself going back, you know, looking at what I was looking at, man, you know, Ray is someone that obviously knows what he's talking about here. What, what, what am I missing? So it's all, right. and I, I encourage, I, I hope, you know, obviously the, the, the listeners are doing the same where, you know, they hear you and I talk and they have different viewpoints and they find themselves going back. It's all about that process and kind of getting from A to B. doesn't matter how fast you get there, you know, love people, people love being first, but you know, really it's about, it's about that process, man. All right. It's, it's, it's about getting it right and, and, and having a sound process. So, yeah, straight up. And, and, and that, and, and you can do that, man, you can do that. And there can be mutual respect and admiration, even at the, it, once you get to the end of the road, if you still say the hell with that, I'm still, I'm still rolling with this guy, Absolutely, you know Absolutely. what I mean? But we, 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 we went through the process together and that's what I appreciate about you, man. And, and your work, but you know, this is this is the destination, Debbie, man. This is a Debbie podcast. I love if, if you told me you could either get NFL or college for the rest of your life. That's all you can watch <laughs> for me, dude. I, I want the college game. I, I, love, I it, love watching these guys from high school, sophomore, junior, senior years mature and develop. But a big we're recording on Monday night and the the NFL combine like kicked off today officially. And we've got we got measurements, you know, we, we've got measurements. We can we can now officially start arguing about BMI <laughs> and all this other crazy stuff. Right. So we got measurements. And I, I just want to get your early thoughts, Ryan, on yeah. anything that stood out to you anything that was shocking, anything that yeah. you were like, oh man, that that's no good or damn, that's better than what I expected. Yeah. Anybody that popped out for you? Absolutely, bro. You, you and I were kind of, we're kind of going back and forth a little bit off air. And I think, um, and, and, you know, you and I were kind of laughing about it too. I tried my best to kind of stay away from, you know, the first wave of these measurements coming out because every year it's the same story, right? It's these, these measurements come out, hand size, weight, height. People are instantly, they're, they're going back, they're shuffling players around. It's, you know, I had, I had player A at, at top five. Now his hands are small. He weighs less, he weighs more. I got to drop him down to 50. So there's a ton of instant reaction, instant overreaction. I try my best to avoid that. But again, uh, I tend to get sucked in here and there. I will say, I think in general, uh, what I said to you off air was that, uh, you know, in general, I think it was pretty cut and dry nothing, nothing too crazy popped out, which is a good first start. You know, I'm excited to kind of get to the eventual 40 times and all the other kind of drills with kind of a, kind of a clean slate. So, so to speak, I will say a couple of players, T Higgins made himself yeah. some cash, man. He, he, he came in and kind of, and kind of opened some eyes again, guys like KJ Hamler, who I seen some kind of, some kind of late pre-combine like hey instead of instead of Rieger early you can get Hamler I never really quite understood that parallel but but you know Hamler came in you know I think it was one, 178 180 or yeah. something like that so he yeah. would he was a bit smaller but but again this is a player that that was always kind of that size so for him to kind of throw on 10 extra pounds it probably wasn't realistic so nothing too surprising there uh, I won't even say disappointing I, I wish he was you know five or six pounds heavier sure um uh, there's a lot of guys, man, team thick, you know, Rieger was out here, 206, Lynn, yeah. Lynn, Lynn, Lynn Bowden Jr., man, who the breakout finder has him on posters, man. Nate, Nate and I getting t-shirts printed for, 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 for lit for Lynn Bowden Jr., man, Lynn Bowden came in thick. Um, so it's just, you know, really there's, there's been a lot, a lot more so this year that, that I would say people focused on 
the actual BMI, which I don't think it was kind of a really kind of niche group that was talking about that in yeah. years past. And this year, man, it's kind of blown up. It's kind of, everyone's on, it's on everybody's radar. I feel like. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. Nothing really like stood out. Nothing was shocking. It's always cool to see, you know, the guys who look big and play big, come in big, you know, Michael Pittman came in all a six, four, two twenty five, man. But you know, a couple of them that I was just like, damn LaVisca. And I knew he was thick. I knew he was thick, but dude is like Zeke Elliott thick, six foot five eighths at almost two thirty. You know what I mean? And if he, and I heard you talking about this with uh, Nate and Matt. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. And we'll talk about this a little later in the show. I, I know everybody thinks that he's going to be this supreme, superb athlete. Yeah. I think he is an athlete, okay? But I don't, sure. uh, I, don't, I don't know about low 4.4s, four high 4.3s. I don't know. I don't know. He could prove me wrong. We'll find out here in 48 hours. But uh, <laughs> LaVisca Chenault was a little like, damn, I didn't realize he was he was that big. It was good to see, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, LSU had him listed at 6.3, like 190-something. He came mm-hmm. in 6.1, 202. So I think that was it's better for his <laughs> being my, I don't even, let me, I'm going to just be honest with y'all. I have no clue how that works, but I'm just assuming that helps his BMI. Yeah. Yeah. Out. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I thought Brandon Ayuk's wingspan at five eleven, being mm-hmm. having the same wingspan as T Higgins was pretty sweet. And then yep. I, I think, like you said, T Higgins coming in at them, they're six, four, two sixteen with an 81 inch man. We were talking off air. If T runs anywhere in the four fives, bro, Anywhere in the four or fives, uh, he's going up for me. I don't know who's got to go down, but he's got to go yeah, up. Someone's going, yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, for him. You know, I was talking to my guy KP, man, Kyle Posey out there, um, cover, mm-hmm. cover, covers the San Francisco 49ers, man, and and him and I tend to go back and forth quite often behind behind closed doors. He's someone who who whose eyes just super dialed in, man. Former former coach, uh, and and he's just someone that I kind of lean on. And and uh, in, in months prior, man, he kind of he, he doesn't he doesn't get a whole lot of tape in uh, during the regular season. He's he's covering the Niners and doing his thing. Um, but he said, you know, Ryan, one one guy for me is T Higgins. People just haven't quite got him right yet. And T's a guy. Man, that a lot of people and Kyle and I joked and he actually tweeted it out today that T's going to be a guy where as soon as all is said and done at the combine, assuming like you said, off air, bro, assuming T gets that, you know, four or five something in him, you know, anything less than four, six, man, feels like it's going to be yeah. a win for him. Um, if that does happen, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it does, you know, T's going to be a player that a lot of people kind of go back on and say, man, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta rewatch. I got, you know, I was missing something, you know, T is for as big as he is, man, he is so nimble and beautiful in space and create. And uh, it just doesn't make sense. Then there's obviously his ability, ability to go to get up in the air, get it to the body control. That, that's kind of what stood out to me initially, man. So big, big, big T guy. I'm excited for for what kind of lays lays ahead of him here. Well, we're uh, like I said, we're recording on Monday. So I think that the actual combine events kick off. Is it Wednesday that the stuff kicks off? I think it's, I think Wednesday. it's Wednesday. So yeah. we'll, we'll make sure this pod drops for bright and early Wednesday morning. So let's go ahead and hedge our bets right now and talk <laughs> a little pre-combine. Most of the game, most of the game in yeah. Indianapolis, you l- let me let me thank my guest first and foremost, because I created this show sheet like four days ago. And Ryan's the only one who filled stuff in. Uh, so as you all know, who listen, I'm shooting off the hip right here. That's that's what we do. That's Absolutely. how I operate, baby. But um, uh, Ryan, tell us, tell the people who, in your opinion, who's got the yeah. most to gain uh, this this week? The first one that I'm going to throw out there, and again, it's going to be no surprise to you, man. You've been you've been flying the banner for quite some time now. But Cam Akers is a guy that um, kind of, you know, we, we talk about the, the big three running backs at the top. Cam Akers has kind of been a guy that has been in that RB4 spot for me, you know, for for a lot of people that um, with a combine. Again, he was a solid, solid athlete coming out of high school. But with a good combine, this is a player that should certainly cement himself and, and kind of create that top four that that big four running back and and he might find himself you know rb2 rb3 something something like that so cam Akers, i think has a lot to gain for a player who was clearly talented a pretty pretty terrible florida state situation but he kind of made the <laughs> most of it to, to you know to, to to be polite uh and he he made the most out of it so I, I listed him uh zach moss is a guy that you know a lot of the homies at pff absolutely love uh broken tackle machine uh compiler put up put up some big numbers 
Um, I, I kind of get some David Montgomery ish vibes. Uh, I was talking to my boy, Scott Barrett over there, at PFF who absolutely loves Moss has him in the top three, I think. So I think if Moss runs well, uh, kind of shows out, does what he ha- does, what he has to do athletically to kind of shake those kind of, you know, maybe, maybe maybe some plotter type feelings. He can make yeah. himself some money. Um, so th- those are the two big ones. And I, I already had listed Higgins down as someone that has someone, you know, the most to gain. Um, and, and he started the show off, right. The only other name that I'll throw out there too. And I'll, I'll let you have at it, man. Cause I feel like you might, you and I might also agree here. Uh, Salvin Ackman, man, he was a guy that I kind of listed early on with 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 Matt Kelly when he first kind of approached me about these rookie ranks I said man circle this name he's going to run fast he's not quite 200 pounds but he's going to run fast he is an athlete um so he's kind of that he's kind of one of my favorite kind of mid mid round dart throws right now so man Ahmed is nice and I kind of dove into his film a little bit uh last week and he's smooth man he's 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 a good player like is he somebody that I think can ever truly lead a backfield Maybe not, but in this new age NFL, you don't have to be that guy to be effective for exactly. fantasy football purposes, right? And I think you hit the nail on the head. Cam Akers, spot on, agree. I think a lot of people, those of us who know, we know that Cam Akers was one of the top high school players in the country when he came yeah. out. We know what Cam Akers did as a freshman. And we know despite his offensive situation at Florida State, what he was able to overcome. But I I think a lot of people still look at the box score, right? They just look at the raw data and say, oh, he he, he never ran for over 1,500 yards. And, he you know, his yards per carry. Cam Akers is good. And I think he's going to put on a show this combine. I think Zach Moss has a ton to gain. He's got a ton to gain because I I go back and forth with Zach Moss, man. I I go Mm -hmm. back and forth with... Is he just a compiler? And then I watch some stuff and I'm like, man, he's all right. And he can catch the ball. But then I say, I'd be surprised if he runs mid four, six, you know what I'm saying? Um, And and I want to see what he does. So the name I'm going to throw out there, and I think there's been some positive buzz on this player already. And and this may come as a shock to some people. And when I say the most again, He's already viewed as, let's just say, a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. But I think Tua, man, I think Tua. I like him, man. Yeah. Just checking out medically where every, because after he injured his hip versus Mississippi State, we all, most people thought he wouldn't even walk again. You know what I right. mean? That, that right. was the level of concern. But if everything checks out, and and I know he's going to be a top pick in the NFL draft, but when you're talking about rookie drafts and super flex leagues, I don't think it's going to be crazy that where people take him over Burrow. If if everything yeah. checks out and he, I just don't think that's a, that's a crazy assumption to make. So I'm really interested to see just what the buzz is and what the medical talk is about to, uh, you know, after this weekend. But, you know, we're talking about guys with the most to gain. There's got to be some players out there uh, with the most to lose with a bad performance, whether that be interviews, whether that be on field, whether that be through the measurement process. So for you, uh, who are some guys? And, and and I think you I'll let you I'll let you get to you guys. Who Who's got the most to lose? Yeah. I mean, again, it, it's kind of, it's kind of started today. Uh, there, there was a couple of names that I, that I was kind of playing around mentioning here, but I, I, I went right for maybe, maybe perhaps the easy answer, but, but, but the top guys for me, guys like Judy, guys like lamb, uh, neither came in at or over 200 pounds, which again, that's not what they played at in college. So perhaps it was just wishful thinking on my part or others parts that were hoping, oh man, man, maybe they would throw on an extra, you know, five, eight pounds, whatever, and kind of, and kind of touch over that. Uh, so, so neither did that. And it Immediately talked about it before. Immediately, you know, BMI Twitter came out, man, this is unacceptable. Less than 26%, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff, man. Like I get it. Like, and, and, and I get it to an extent, you know, it's part of the equation. It's an important part of the equation, but, uh, for me, it's not the end all be all. Now I will say if someone like Judy, um, you know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that he surprises some people and, 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 and he runs, you know, he was, he was coming out saying four, 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 three, something, um, anything less than four, four for Judy, man. And I am, I'm falling out of my chairman. I'm, 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 I'm really happy about that. You think he's that BMI. fast? I do, man. I, I really do. And I think I'm not sure he's four, three fast, but you know, four or low, low, low four threes. But I mean, gosh, if, if, if he comes out and runs like a four, three, eight, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised. And that's going to be like a super good time for him. And that's kind of going to put some of the critics, you know, uh, aside a little bit, but um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that, that, you know, 
you know, if Judy doesn't come out and he, and let's say he runs like a super, like he's high, high four fours or even like four, like four or five, even or something like something awful happens. Um, that's going to be like a, that's going to be a, a, a pretty big problem for me. Um, despite how much I love him and I am, he is, he is my one. He's been my one. Um, yeah. I, I, I just love the way he plays, man. I, I compared him to like a, to, to like a Chad Johnson, man. Um, just the feet are just so like good. It. It's just w- what he does on tape. You know, it's kind of one of those more of the tape guys might, might kind of come to appreciate him versus the actual number guys who, you know, he never really truly broke out and didn't have right. all the, all the big count and stats. So uh, for me, Judy, Judy Lamb are kind of two guys that, you know, if something goes wrong, you know, testing wise, man, down, down the road here, they might, you might see someone like Higgins rise. And then all of a sudden, you know, like you said, you don't know who they're going to leapfrog, but all of a sudden they're kind of leapfrogging these consensus guys that kind of maybe disappointed us a little bit. Yeah, and I think when you're talking about the most to lose, you have to talk about guys who actually had some high value going sure. into this process, right? I can't say a Darrington Evans has the most to lose because nobody, uh, no one's, no one's got this guy rated high. So when I'm thinking about uh, uh, some of these guys, one of them is is somebody that the dynasty community, uh, according to ADP uh, over there at DLF, where I write mm-hmm. for. Tyler Johnson is being viewed as a top 15, top 16 dynasty, uh, dynasty rookie draft pick right Mm -hmm. now. And the fact that he's not running, it came out that he's not running, man. The, the laser in Indianapolis, it's there to take souls, man. It's there Mm -hmm. to take Mm -hmm. those hand time souls and everybody who says they've been, I mean, the dude pulled out of the shrine bowl. He wasn't invited to the senior bowl. He said he's been preparing for this Outside of an injury, why the hell is he pulling out, man? You want to run. You don't want to run at the combine, but you say that you'll run at your pro day. What that tells me reading the tea leaves is he knows that laser was not going to do him any favors. And and there are people in the community, not the dynasty community, but NFL draft community have already said he was a mid day three pick going into this process. Man, I, I, I think Tyler, man, I'm telling you, I understand his 1 million percent market share and the zillion dominator rating that he had, man. But this is the point where all of us, you, me, Matt Kelly, (laughs) everybody in the community, man, at some point we got to put our personal biases aside, right? Because if these guys aren't being drafted with the draft capital, if they if they if, if they're being picked late, then we have to adjust. And and that's me, too. I love Jalen Rager. If Jalen Rager somehow falls to the fourth, fifth round and doesn't test well, I'd be doing you guys a disservice if I'm sitting here talking about he's my wide receiver too. So I think Tyler Johnson, man, he he's got a lot to lose. And I think he lost a little bit coming out saying that he's not going to run. I, I think he already has lost a little bit saying he can't, he's not coming out to run. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people kind of reacted to that. And I think a lot of the takes um, surrounding this particular topic were kind of spot on, man. If you don't have like a notable injury or, you know, you, there's no real good reason. Like today, it just kind of seemed out of the blue, all of a sudden, okay, you're not going to run after, like you said, he's been preparing for it to, to, to those uh, you don't have to even be in Indianapolis. You don't have to be connected, man, to those that are just sitting on the sidelines like you and I, right now you know spitballing it it sounds to me like you have a concern about what you're going to do and and i I will preface all that by saying that i i I do want i I totally agree with you i'm glad you threw out tyler johnson totally agree with it with with that tape because it's 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 not it's not off to a good hasn't been off to a good start for tyler johnson prior to this prior to to the shrine bowl and all that but i do wonder you know a lot of and and then the league has kind of pigeonholed him already and said listen you know this guy's you know whether or not you guys twitter you know outsiders the one accept or not this guy is a as a day three pick right now, probably he's, he's just a guy. We don't want to accept it early on, but now the more and more we get along in the process, we kind of come to that same conclusion or we kind of understand where they're coming from. But I do wonder, um, you know, for all the negatives surrounding Tyler Johnson, like I, I guess maybe it's been accepted that he, he was never really a fast guy to begin with. True. Um, True. So I, I do wonder, like, True. I do wonder like really what, which maybe just, confounds this stuff even more like we didn't we didn't we didn't need him to run a four four you know what i mean like just don't stumble around and run like a four seven you know or something like that you know run like a high four five or you know four six even like that's okay but so maybe i mean i just want to throw that out that just adds a whole nother kind of weird layer to all this like he was never really a fast guy like those weren't the expectations like what what exactly are you doing if if we knew that he knew that his right and and i and i talked about this on uh, uh, i talked about this on the dynasty blueprint with ryan 
down. He even said that that's not my game. Like right. I'm not, right. I'm not a four four guy. It just run, man. Yeah, run. Yeah, uh, run. Maybe his ten yard split is. Fa- I don't. Yeah. Point is you, th- for everything that's leading up to to this point, just it doesn't look good. But absolutely, we'll agree. see how it plays out for Tyler Johnson and 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 I want to talk about some players that. I think they're just going to melt faces. They're just going to put on an absolute show. And I'm going to just throw this name out there first because we're not talking about defensive players, but I know you have an appreciation for this guy. (laughs) How good is Isaiah Simmons going to look in in his drills and testing? I mean, he's just a freak, right? We don't got to spend a lot of time there, but how – He's going to melt faces, right? Man, there was uh, Danny Kelly over at The Ringer retweeted an article today. It wasn't Dane Brugler, but someone at The Athletic kind of gave like a, a uh, they wrote a huge piece about just kind of all you need to know about the combine and and kind of expectations, different players. But one of the lines that Danny Kelly tweeted when he tweeted out this article was that when all is said and done, they might rename the combine after Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> all, right, all right, Ryan, let's let's get to some players who are just going to freaking blow our minds uh, at the combine. What offensive guys are you just like, be ready, baby. It's going to be a show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the floor, man, to talk about your guy, Jalen, oh. Jalen Rieger, man. Cause this okay. was someone that you and I were going back and forth about, but I will say the, the, the couple, couple names of the class that are, that should, I hope aren't going to surprise some people, man, but J- J.K. Dobbins was that dude coming out of high school. Jonathan right. Taylor, man, people people question Taylor's speed, which doesn't make any sense to me. But he's about to come out, man, and just completely show out. He, to me, he's Nick Chubb all over again. Healthier knee. Bingo. Dude, Bingo. Dude, dude carried the entire load. Never never really missed a chunk of time, man. He's he's going to be healthy. So Dobbins, Taylor, uh, we'll let you talk about Rieger in a second, man. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, those, those are two guys that um, – and again, you know, the, the easy answer um, is, is got to be – Henry Ruggs, who might, who might have a chance to touch John Ross's four two two. All right, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. For what did what did what did what did Ross run four two four two four two four? two is the record four two two is the record. I'm 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 just asking, man. I I I would be remiss if we didn't <laughs> dive into this for real. Do you think Ruggs has that type? of acceleration. I, I know when he gets in the open field, I've, I've tweeted stuff out about yeah. rugs in yeah. a speed. I'm not discounting this dude's wheels, yeah. but the 40 is a different beast, man. It the is, 40 ain't like in the open field when you got a full head of steam and you're going and you're pulling away, yeah. you got to be able to hit top max velocity right now is rugs that dude. Man, he so back at uh, the Alabama Junior Pro Day a year or so ago, he was he was hand timed again. It was was a pro day, so he's hand time at four two five. All right, so we so we got to take that for whatever it's worth. So he's already at worst he's 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 high four twos, you know, maybe you know super low four threes off off the rip. Um, so that's a really good base. Now to your point, he gets his stance down, he gets his start down. You know, he's been training for this, man. Just on film, he he's one of those guys. I remember Nate and I when we were first talking about this this Alabama group, even talking about guys like Jalen Waddle who has a chance to be just as fast. You know, but but when Nate and I were first kind of talking about these guys. Like I, the way that I've always described, you know, guys like Ruggs and there hasn't been too many of them, you know, it was before him. It was, it was a John Ross, but you know, guys like Ross Ruggs, like they're so fast, man. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like they're just effortless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're just, they're dudes that like, cause these are, these are high end collegiate athletes, man, especially when they're going against sec, you know, we know at the sec competition, all this stuff, like these are, these are high end athletes that are all relatively fast in their own right. But you see, you put a rugs against them, man. It's just like, he just moves, he just moves differently. So, so to answer your question, I, I want to say, I mean, if, if he's, if rugs isn't running four, two, two, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really close, man. Assuming he's healthy, assuming and he's been getting, you know, the proper, the proper training and stuff like that. This, this, this off season, you know, he is, he is legit fast. And again, my, my, my boring take is that if I were to bet on someone taking it, it's, 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 it's going to be rugs. I can't disagree with anything you said. I, I think JK Dobbins is going to put on a show. It's funny that some people are like questioning JK Dobbins athleticism, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's a four, three guy, but at running back, you don't, that that's kind of irrelevant anyway. You know what I mean? Um, but when you're talking about these wide receivers, Devin DuVernay is going to run fast. Mm-hmm. Dude is a legit, legit track speed. Henry Ruggs is going to run fast. Jalen Rager is going to run fast. Uh, uh, Ahmed is going to run fast. But mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about every event, I think Rager is going to put up 225 quite a bit of times. 
he's going to jump out of the gym. I think he's got a shot for Byron Jones's broad jump record. I, I think Henry Ruggs may have a shot as well. But I, Jalen Rager at one point in time, and I've talked about this like a zillion times, in, in high school, he had the longest, the furthest long jump in the United States of America. That's crazy. It, it, out of, he was just a football guy just going out there to jump in the long <laughs> jump. And he had the longest jump at one point in time during his high school year, uh, during his high school senior season in the USA. That's the type of explosion this yeah. dude has. And I think if, if you lined him up in a, in a 60, I think Henry Ruggs gets him. In an mm-hmm. 80, I think Henry Ruggs gets him. Mm-hmm. In the 40, I have, uh, and I'm trying to keep my bias out of it. <laughs> His acceleration, man, from Special. just, it's it's there. And yeah. I think that unless there's some dark horse, there, there's probably some guy that we're all overlooking that we've yeah. never even Every heard year of. Every there's, like, gonna... there's, there's like there's a cornerback, right? Or like there's <laughs> yeah. some, someone that's like just stupid fast. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think it's it's between those two guys. I, I think it's between Ruggs and Rager, but I, I've got to go with, I think Jalen's just got a little more juice out of the block. Okay. And with I the like 40, that. it's just a start. Like if you can yeah. get out quick you can run a fast time. If you stumble or get out yeah. wrong, then, you know, e- either way, here's the thing. We're splitting hairs over. F- this is just for conversation piece. Yeah. Like this is just so if he does, you'll come out. I told you guys he was going <laughs> to run fast. He, I told you, but ultimately it doesn't. If, if Ruggs runs a four, two, two and Rager runs a four, two, four, what is it? <laughs> Everybody wins, man. Everybody yeah. wins. You what does it what matter, mean? right? It's just fun. It's just fun to talk about. I will hedge a little bit, sort of, by saying that I think Ruggs probably gets him in, in the in the 40, but I will say, I think overall, like if you're talking about like most impressive athlete at the position, like I think, I think Rieger's got a legit shot at that crown. We're talking, you know, the, 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 the cones, uh, you yeah. know, vertical, the speed, everything like you, okay. you, you put all that together end to end of the combine, man. Like it wouldn't, it shouldn't surprise anybody if Rieger's like wearing that, wearing that crown. All right. That's fair. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll go with it, man. Right, that's that's a that's a good compromise. But uh, the player that you just don't care, like there's nothing that they can do that's going to change your stance on them. I don't care if they they're not going to fail at the combine, so you really couldn't care less what they do. They're not moving for you. Who's that guy? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's again probably a, a boring answer, but you know, someone like Jonathan Taylor, man. I'm trying to trying to speak within within reason here. Like, I I don't think like a four seven it is it is in his range of outcomes, but man, like he would have to like he would have to jog the forty or something like that for me, man. You know what I mean? Like, I just I just don't see a way that that Jonathan Taylor, you know, kind of kind of fumbles this up, man. Like he like he just checks all those boxes. I think someone like Curtis Patrick was on was on the Breakout Finder a few weeks ago, man, and he was saying, you know, like his comparables, like he is in that Saquon Barkley type discussion. Um, yeah. He's not probably not quite as talented as Barkley, but like, like we talked about before, man, just some of the weird discounts that people are putting on him just never quite made sense to me. Taylor seems like, like if we want to throw out that can't miss kind of cliche kind of label, like to me, that's Jonathan Taylor. So like he would be that one guy, like I have a hard time seeing the combine kind of going wrong for him and, and, and that changing my opinion in any way, shape or form. And you're not concerned, dude, you, you know, I'm really, and I'm being honest with you, man. I'm so sick of this rookie draft season already, man. Like, <laughs> I, I really am. It's because been taxing. We, we, and we talk about the same stuff all the time, but I'm going to ask you because I have to, I mean, the workload doesn't concern you. The fumbles don't concern you. His, his, his receiving uh, ability. And, and I'll just be honest. I moved him up to my RB one over DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I just, yeah. the more I watch him, the more I'm just like this, I don't see how he's a bad NFL running back. I just, yeah. I, I don't see a way, even if let's just say he's a, he's a Derrick Henry type two down back and we'll throw it to him maybe once or twice a game. I still don't see how he's a bad NFL running back. Like I just, yeah. and and I don't think, I do think that he is going to be on the field in third down situations. He's, For sure. he's actually really good in pass pro. He's not a liability out there. All, all of these freaking running backs can improve at pass pro, but yeah. Taylor is not a liability there. And he has shown you don't have to be out there lined up Christian McCaffrey style to be right, an effective right, uh, right. pass catching running back. I mean, if you, if you've got that in your repertoire, 
then awesome. But you don't, there's plenty of running backs who don't do that. Nick Chubb just showed us that he can catch a bunch of passes. Leonard Fournette wasn't out there lined up at X wide receiver, you know, play after play. But I'm with you, JT. Yeah, I asked you a damn question. Are you concerned about any of that stuff? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think I think your questions are valid, man. Again, to your point, it's the same three questions that everyone asks about him. But you know, it's it, it's all good to to cut to kind of get it out there again. But like, as far as the workload, like I would say, no, it doesn't concern me only because he has such a clean bill of health, man. He carried the rock for so long, so consistently, and just never really got dinged up, never really missed time. Now, if he was hypothetically a player that had that workload and just kept getting you know knees and and all these kind of different injuries, like probably gives you a little bit of pause, but it's so hard for us regardless to sit back and kind of ponder on, you know, these medicals that we just don't have any access to. So I kind of try to keep that as far away from my evaluations as possible. But again, if he was that kind of player, which he's not, you probably have to factor that in a little bit, but workload doesn't concern me because he's been so consistent. Um, the fumbles, I, that's probably the one part of his game where you can probably say, yeah. okay, you know, I'm sure some NFL teams, some front office can be like, man, that's not, you know, it's not ideal. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I brought it up on a, a pot or something, you know, a week or two ago, but I remember Dalvin cook coming out, man, kind of yeah. had some fumble type concerns and people again, kind of made a deal out of, of it because that's a, that's a legit part of someone, you know, if you're running back, get a hold on to the ball. I get it. Front offices care about that. I get it. Right. Um, but now you look at Dalvin cook, man, if, if he's healthy, we've yeah. seen what he does. You know, this is just, Ain't nobody talking about his fumbles. No one, no one cares about that stuff. Man, yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, to your point, bro, it's probably one of those things where it's it's the it's the dead of the offseason here. We're just so anxious to get to the draft. We're going to keep recycling and overanalyzing. Like I, I it's all part of the process like that. that that's yeah. cool. But so to answer your question, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. You and I seem to be lockstep. I'm, there's really not too much that I'm going to kind of get too worked up about as far as Jonathan Taylor's prospects go. Yeah, I'm I'm with you with JT and and I'll be honest, for me, it, it's some of the top guys and I'm not trying to sound cookie cutter, but. I don't, there's nothing that Jerry Judy is going to do outside of some catastrophe that's going to just make me want to stay off of him. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, the same way. Jonathan Taylor, the same way. Um, you know, some of those top guys, there's really, I don't think they're going to do bad, but they would have to absolutely just, uh, the the defensive end out of Florida, I think last year, who was at one point a a, a first round projection, yeah, and now I'm blanking like on his name too. A polite or police? Yes, or, yes, yeah. It's got to be one of those type of situations, or uh, you know, the big offensive lineman from Alabama about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, the D lineman. No, it was Andre Smith. I think it was Andre Smith who just looked mm-hmm. bad. But hell, I yeah. didn't think he was still drafted high. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think any of those guys are going to. Uh, there's nothing that they're going to do that's going to move them down for me. But let's let's move away from the top seven, eight guys. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just who are you most excited about? You know, and and I've got wide receivers listed because that's yeah. what I want to talk about. Um, yeah. But, you know, Brian Edwards, Pittman, uh, KJ Hamler, DuVernay, who are you kind of yeah. most excited to see perform this week at the combine? Yeah. So. Pittman was a guy that you kind of hit on earlier, came in, you know, I think he, he weighed in well. I'm, I'm excited for him, too. He was kind of a yeah. player that kind of floated around kind of my wide receiver 12, 15 range kind of fluctuated. So I think he's a guy that, you know, keeps showing out in these drills. Like he's someone that I think you got to keep kind of putting more consideration into. You hit on Devin, Devin DuVernay earlier, kind of the type of athlete that he is. I think he's going to make himself a little bit of money uh, this weekend out of high school, man. Four, three, eight kid, 37 inch vertical, uh, 120 overall spark score at, at the opening. So a legit, legit athlete just placed on kind of a, a middle of the road kind Kind of, kind of Texas yeah. squad. So he's someone that I'm excited about. Things I think he's going to rise. Donovan People Jones, you you have him listed here. Another legit athlete, legit recruit for those kind of that follow the, the, the this Devi world that that you and I are in here. So so same story, just legit athlete, legit talent, just just terrible Michigan situation that that did himself zero favors there. So he's someone that I think is going to have a really strong combine and kind of rise up. The name that I'm going to throw out there um, that the breakout finder absolutely loves uh, high dynamic score dynamic score for us is is these wide receivers that are getting the carries out of the backfield wide receivers that are factoring on special teams punt returns kick returns we want these dynamic players that can impact the game uh at, at multiple multiple points so 
that's that's Isaiah Wright out of Temple. No one's ah, very few okay. are talking about. So I'm, I'm gonna throw out that. That's one name that I haven't heard very okay. many talk about. But he he is a Connecticut boy, so I have, I have to plug him a little bit. But man, he is someone that um, over, just over 1,500 yards receiving, had 91 carries throughout his career at Temple. Um, factored in on, on on punt returns, had 43 career punt returns, and he had 84 career kick returns. So he was all over mm. the place. Um, and and again, punt, punt return. You know, a lot a lot of people that that's kind of that's one of the most difficult football plays, man. Um, so you yes. you find yourself you find yourself on on punt uh, on special teams. You know, the, someone like CD Lamb is just a perfect example on special teams, man. This is this is your high end. This is your Ferrari, man. And you yeah. and you have to put him on special teams because <laughs> that's just how dynamic yeah. he is. So Isaiah Wright certainly not a CD Lamb, but again, you 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 put your dynamic players on on these special teams to 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 make things happen. So Isaiah Wright out of Temple, 6'2", 220-ish. Didn't get a combine invite, swapped to get the official weigh-in at the Pro Day, but he's someone that's going to be team thick as well. And again, dynamic, yeah. dynamic player. Definitely like a like a, like a a late-round kid, but someone that should definitely circle and highlight because he kind of checks those boxes that 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 we like checked. Okay, that's a, that's a good name, man. I wasn't expecting you to throw Isaiah Wright out there. Uh, Peoples Jones, for me, is somebody that I, Love I think... It, Love it. If he performs well, man. Now I know Matt Miller had him like as a top twenty-five pick. I don't know if he's gonna go there. Yeah, he, went, he, went, he, went, he went a little over his skis, man. I think. Yeah, with that I don't. One. I don't know about that, but I do think he could. He could. He can definitely be a solid day two pick because he is athletic. And man, look, Michigan. If you watch football on Saturdays, <laughs> that's got to be one of the most boring offensive teams to watch because Shea Patterson was terrible and that's he putting was, it lightly man yeah he was that, cheeks that, man yeah he was he was wet smelly <laughs> s- s- yes five day old cheeks you, man, man. He yeah it, it, he, he wasn't good so I think I think he's somebody that can show out the combine would will will be uh do him good and I like Isaiah Hodgins man he's he's a big boy wide receiver uh out of Oregon State I know a lot of people hey you live on the east coast Staying up to watch Hawaii versus Oregon State <laughs> probably is not high on your priority. It doesn't list. happen often, man. <laughs> yeah, I know it doesn't, man. I, and those games don't end until like 2 a.m. East Coast time. But, man, hey, coming out as a junior, productive sophomore season, productive junior season, hit those analytical thresholds. Again, bigger type wide receiver, not as dynamic. He's not returning punts. He's not carrying the ball out of the backfield. But he could find a neutral at the next level. So uh, those are those are a couple of guys. Uh, wide receivers that I think you all should be paying attention to. And then Ryan, just question about these running backs after the big five, man, after the big five, like, should we give a damn? Like, do they matter? (laughs) Like do like, uh, and when I say that I understand in fantasy backup running backs are important because it's the most fragile position out there besides tight end. If, if one of them go down, then absolutely. But like, are, are, are we really, are we really excited over Josh Kelly? Are we really excited about Keyshawn Vaughn and Eno Benjamin yeah. and Zach Moss? Like for real? Is that what we're doing? Is this for real? <laughs> yeah, twenty 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 was kind of the the class that was promised. Then you have guys like Najee Harris dropping out. You got guys like Travis Etienne dropping out. Even guys like Kylan Hill, who I who I love dropping out. So uh, the, the the top, which could have been like a strong eight or nine, all of a sudden was like again, it's that's that big five like you hit on and 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 there that that tier drop off is definitely steep, man. So um, I, I I think I think you're steering the people in the right direction. It's not a ton to get kind of super excited about, but but you've done a great job, bro, of pumping up guys like Darrington. Evans, who, who I think is going to be, you know, these are the type of players, the Evans of the world, um, Salvin, Ahmed, man, these kind of guys, um, the, the plus athletes that, that have some notable production. Um, these are the kind of guys that you want to end up throwing the darts at as, as the draft kind of, kind of pushes forward. So, um, and not, not a ton to really hang your hat on, but there's going to be a couple guys that, you know, for whatever the reason, maybe it's just personal preference or, you know, you've watched enough of them or you kind of like, like an Evans, man, you've been pushing Evans for a while. That, that is your guy. I respect that. Someone that's grown on me. So everyone's going to have their kind of favorite mid to late round guys, but the class certainly isn't, isn't deep by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) anymore. Right. And, and all of that Evans love, all of that, uh, Michael Warren love, if they get drafted in the sixth or seventh round, it means absolutely nothing. I mean, You know, they're, they're, they've got an uphill battle, but man, one of the things I like to do is I want our listeners to get to know our guests. I want them <laughs> to know 
who you are, man. Like, yeah, man. Where the hell did you come from? Why are you doing this? What got you involved in this fantasy football atmosphere? And and I know you do. I, I know you are a little more expansive. Like you actually talk about other positions outside of fantasy scoring <laughs> positions. But dude, who who are you, man? Where'd you come from? Why are you yeah. doing this? What is up? So, man, I, um, yeah, you, you and I kind of, kind of were chopping up off there a little bit, but, uh, I, you know, Connecticut boy, born and raised, uh, found myself, you know, what, you know, hearing a ton about Raider football growing up. Um, you know, so that I kind of parlayed that into God, man, might've been 2005, 2006 before Twitter and shit. I found myself on like these, these, these Raiders forums trying to connect <laughs> and talk to legit man. Cause I was again, yeah. East coast trying to, trying to figure out what's going on in, 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 in Oakland, goddamn California, you know? So I was on the internet, man, just scheming, uh, Raiderfans.net, man, back in the day, like, oh, like 2004, five, six. Um, and then Twitter kind of became a thing in, in, in 09 and kind of connect with these like-minded people and all about networking, bro. I just, I find myself all of a sudden writing about the Raiders and all of a sudden, you know, fantasy football has always been a passion. I've always kind of thrown stupid amounts of money around, you know, fantasy football every, every single year. And I was like, man, there's gotta be a way to, to, to learn and get better. Then I start connecting and following guys like the rich rebarbs of the world, Evan Silva, all these guys, JJ Zacharyson, man, all these guys that are, that are just legends in the field. So sooner or later, man, I'm, I'm kind of learning from them, following them. And then, you know, it's again, it's about who, you know, and just, and just try not to be too much of an asshole online, man. Like you said before, <laughs> bro, it's like, none of this shit is so serious that you got to just yeah. go above and beyond and, and get out your lane and start calling people names and all this stuff. Yeah. So try, try, try to be a nice guy, man. And try to try to, you know, uh, pump up people that, that, that you respect and, and follow like-minded people. So, um, yeah, the, the path for me was again it wasn't always fantasy focused but uh i've always kind of followed football's always been kind of kind of a passion for me for sure and uh definitely not a full-time gigger and nothing like that for me man but uh, i've always watched a ton of kind of high school ball and i've always kind of had some weird fascination like you said before with kind of the recruiting and stuff like that and kind of right. following these kids throughout the journey so that's all it's all been one kind of big hobby bro that's kind of bubbled up and now i find myself messing around with with guys like matt kelly and, and nate list fulton you know kind of kind of trying to trying to make yeah. something stuff that happened over there man so it's been honestly bro it's been one big passion project and it, it's dope to do shit like this man where you you link up with again like-minded people that share similar interests and right. and uh because it's funny man you know outside of twitter you know you, you go out to the bar with some of your boys and it's like some of the stupid shit they say about football it's like man none of that stuff makes everyone thinks running backs matter you know outside of outside of you know twitter right so it's like stuff like that like yeah. everyone just a commentary man you're at the bar just sipping your beer like man none of these guys i gotta go back in the phone i gotta get back at the timeline here you know so yeah, it's I, I, I'm in a Dallas Cowboys group chat, man, and and they talk about some of these players, right? And they're like, man, he scored twenty something touchdowns this year. He's legit. And then in my mind, I'm like, dude, but like market share matters. Like he didn't like, I, I, you know. And then you try to, yeah, you can't, you can't really bridge that gap. It's no, tough. it's it's, a, it's tough. a crazy space, man. And um, you know, one thing that you said, like it, it, it's not that serious, man. And it's I listened to. Yeah. You know, I, I got an opportunity to talk with Matt Kelly, uh, graciously brought me on a show and you hear all this stuff about him. Right. You 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 hear his persona on air. But man, just chopping it up with that dude, man, he's just he's a regular ass dude, man. Really? He's he's man. A, he's a regular dude. Now, he's also a dude that if you come at him, you better be prepared because he's <laughs> if if you if you come at Matt Kelly, you got to come correct and you got to have your body armor on because he is going to he is going to shoot back. He is not Absolutely. me. Sometimes I take most of the times I'm just like, whatever, dude, Matt Kelly isn't doing that. He isn't the whatever, nah, dude. But nah. I, I, I appreciate you saying that because it never has to get that damn nasty dude over fantasy <laughs> football. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah. there's too much, there's too much, uh, there's too much life, man. There's too much, yeah. there's too much goodness going around us to be just going batshit crazy yeah. over this. But let me ask you something. So are you a film guy or analytic guy? And there ain't no man. hedging, man. Don't tell me I'm a, b a bit of both. What side are you falling on, man? Well, I, I need I, to know. I'm dead serious right now, man. You film me your analytics. I, I tell you what, man. I've always been, I've always watched the games. You know what I mean? I, and that's kind of where, Starting you know, that's kind of right. where, that's kind of where Matt Kelly and Nate kind of have me up against the wall a little bit because th those dudes, God bless them, man. Those dudes are true number guys. And that's what a lot of people are. But again, I, if I were to give you an answer straight up, I'd probably say a film guy. Now, 
I will say now, now that I got that out there, people could, <laughs> people could, people could come on my mentions and let me know, but I will say the, the beautiful thing about what, you know, the work that you do and the guys like Matt and Nate and other people in this space and, and what the breakout finder project is all about is kind of finding that perfect blend between the film and, 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 the, and, and the analytics and bridging that gap. And, you know, cause you know, numbers tell most of the story, but there's also, there's also other elements to it. You know, numbers shouldn't mm-hmm. be the end all be all just like film shouldn't be the end all be all that's, you know, you got to, hopefully as time goes on here, man, and people start not taking shit too seriously out there, you know, that, that, that don't have to, it's like, you want to find a way to blend that and, and see both sides and understand both sides. So that's what I've tried to do my best over this past few years is trying to, trying to understand the numbers because the numbers are super important, but also, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta trust your eyes too, man. You know, there, there could be a player that, you know, like uh, Tyler Johnson might be the ultimate litmus test, man, that has these numbers. The league is telling us one thing he might end up kind of getting a shot eventually, but you know, he might, he might end up just, he might end up being out of the league in four or five years. And then it's kind of yeah. one of those guys where it's like, man, the flags were up, you know? So I don't know, man. It's, it's always, it's again, it's all about the process. It's all about having, and that's why I love following these players, man. Cause people, we, we tend to plan our flags on certain prospects. Right. And it's like, it's fun to yep. watch their journey um, and kind of watch things unfold. So if I were to stick my hand, I man, definitely, definitely. Uh, 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 I watched the game. I'm a film guy, but uh, I, I certainly, I certainly respect and appreciate the numbers as well, bro. All right. And let me tell you, Matt, Matt was at the senior bowl and I think, I think, I think he liked watching the live film, man. He, <laughs> he goes hard on us film grinders, man. Matt Kelly goes hard on the film grinders. Yeah. I think he was enjoying being out right. there and I watching those right. guys play. He, he may never admit it. He may never truly admit it, but, uh, I I think Kelly, I think the prop father was enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he yeah. was he's a closet film guy. Hey, real <laughs> quick, dude, what are you watching on TV, man? What are you what are you checking out right now? What's your what's your show, man? Bro, I I gotta admit, man, I uh I, I am I am incredibly washed up, Ray. I gotta tell you, oh, man. man. I my my ass I, as soon as I stop doing oh, what boy. I like, I, I get home from the office, hit the gym, whatever. As soon as I stop doing what I do, and I if I go to sit down, that's it for me, man. It's curtains. I could put on whatever on TV, I'm closing my eyes. I'm falling asleep. I am incredibly oh. washed up. Now, I will say the last shit that I watched on TV and really got into, of course, I was a big Game of Thrones guy. I watched that shit. That was the one thing that I I put time aside, and I and and I, and I really I really watched that throughout. But other than that, man, I got man. I did I you like not, the ending? Did you like you how know, it ended? This, this is um this is this is controversial here, bro. Is this because, a hot take? Uh, this is not, you know what? This is Nate, Nate and Matt again speaking about them, man. They were they were dudes that jumped off the shit, man. This is Ryan. This is garbage. I uh I understand where they're coming from. I get it. I get the frustration. The see the series was incredible up to the last five six episodes, whatever. Shit went downhill quickly. I get that. Uh, but man, I. I was sucked in for so long. Those, how many seasons it was, I was sucked in. Like it was hard for me to kind of get, to get to that point of being sour about it. You know what I mean? But I certainly understand people that were, I say all that I, you know, I would like to see it end differently. I, I, there was some alternate endings that we were, we were, we were bullshitting about Nate and I, but, uh, it wasn't ideal, but I'm not, I'm not nearly as, you know, upset as, as 98% of the Twitter. It seemed like so. <laughs> Matt hated it, man. We're just, we're just, we're just ragging on Matt right now. Mm-hmm. But, all right. All right. All right. All right. Rondell Moore, Jamar Chase. All right. Talk about it. Rondell Moore and Jamar Chase. When you're looking at those two, man, Versus these 2020 guys, how good are those two players, man? Man, Chase, Chase, Chase looks special, bro. He was he was a guy that um, obviously won the the Freddie B Award. He was a player that should have been a contention all along, and, and shouldn't really surprise anybody. He ended up you know walking home with it. Like this 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 dude is special, man. Special special player. Um, I'm sure people might asterisk the season a little bit just given how prolific that LSU offense was. But again, you go back and you actually you know quote unquote watch the player. You watch the game. The way he plays, man, it's just um you know he just he just there's players we we tend to throw the word like special around a lot or like a lead or what yeah. he's doing. But I mean like he is one of those players that truly garners that kind of attention and same for same for 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 Rondale Moore um probably to a bit of a lesser extent uh for me uh which isn't necessarily shade towards Moore it's just just truly how special Chase is and 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 can be and kind of what my projection for Jamar Chase is so so those those two top guys man like like the the, the 2021 class looks and we we might say that every year too right the, the next class is always the best class right but i mean man like you sit back and you look on paper and you kind of know how these players play like the 2021 class looks super super impressive so here's my only challenge to you 
because I love Jamar Chase. I think he's a, <laughs> I, I think if Chase were in this class, he'd be wide receiver one. That's, okay. that's how talented okay. that I, I think he, I truly have, I think his physicality, his size, mm-hmm. he's not the route runner. And there's, you know, I, I've gotten into big debates about route running, but he's yeah, not yeah. the technician that a Jerry Judy is. But if, if on one side of the coin, Mm-hmm. We're touting Jamar Chase for his 1,700 yards, mm-hmm. 20 TDs. Well, Justin Jefferson had over 100 receptions, 1,500 yards, 18 yeah. TDs. Terrace Marshall, 12 TDs. Clyde Edwards-Elaire, 1,400 yards. Joe Burrow, damn near 6,000 passing yards yeah. and 60 yeah. TDs. I, I'm just asking the question, is it out of sight, out of mind? Because people, Rondell Moore was a top five Debbie pick after yeah. his true freshman season, over 2,200 all total total yards as a freshman. As a true freshman, this guy had over 100 receptions, 1,200 yards. Di- you talk about uh, the dynamic score, punt returner, kick returner, mm-hmm. rusher. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not saying he's one. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. he's one. But damn, if Jamar Chase is one A Rondell Moore is one cursive A. Like he's <laughs> he's right there, and and I'm not concerned with his size. I'm not. I, yeah. I'm not concerned with his size, um, because the NFL game is changing, man. But yeah. it, it, he only played in a couple of games, and in those games, he was on pace to be an absolute stud again. Yeah. So I'm just, is it out of sight, out of mind with Rondell Moore? Yeah, you know what? I, I I think there's 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 some there's some truth to that. I think it's like it's like you said, it's a combination of the fact that he wasn't on the field. He, you know, Jamar Chase did what he did. That Louisiana State offense was just as as good as they were. Chase balled out. Freddie B award, all that good stuff. Like, and he, he truly is worthy of all those accolades. Um, so yeah, I, I do think Moore should be a player that hopefully not a lot of people are, are forgetting. He's, he's a legit talent. Um, I, I will say, and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there too, uh, perhaps a bit of a spicy one, bro. Like my, as much as I love more. And, and again, I, I think I'm right there with oh you. Boy. you know, if he's, if he's, if he's oh not, the, if he's not the one, he's the two, but my take oh is as follows. I think for me, <laughs> I end up with David Bell higher when all is said and done, man. I love me some David Bell. David Bell, bro, he's the truth. And I'm excited to see David Bell opposite Rondell Moore. Like things, things can open up in a big, big way for my guy David Bell next year, man. He's he's someone that I've been, you know, you've been you've been gracious enough to put out the 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 Debbie rankings, and he's a player that hasn't quite hit that top twelve yet, man. But every time I see one come out, man, I'm I'm reminding you, bro. Hey, we got we got to tell the people, man, yeah. about my guy David Bell. But but so my my again my spicy take, perhaps my hot take is oh, is David boy. Bell. David Bell ends up <laughs> with a higher grade, you know, so to speak, for me than than even a Rondell Moore, bro. So I'm, I'm I'm going to throw that one out there. I'm, 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 I'm going to let that one sit. Wow. Yeah, we're going to let that simmer because uh, you got me hot right now. I'm, I'm sweating. I'm trying to. I'm smiling. But right now, you, you've seen that meme where the guy's like pissed off. And yeah, got behind the, the mask, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's me right now looking at you because I thought we had something here. But uh, I can see why Matt and Nate give you shit now. But uh, to your point, I think David Bell, I mean, what's he, 6'3", 210? You know what Bill, I mean? Man. I mean, he's Bill. And to to produce the way that he did as a true freshman when it really wasn't expected of him. He was supposed to be the second, maybe even third option behind Bryson Hopkins on that Purdue offense. And to see him step up and do what he did, a lot of people talk about um, uh, USC having the best receiving duo in the country next season. A lot of people talk about Clemson having the best receiving duo. Alabama with Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle coming mm-hmm. back. I've maintained, and I've said this, I think it's Purdue. I think there's not, I think when you're talking about the best duo and what they do, they complement each other so well. It's Rondell Moore and David Bell. But he is a little bit further down the rankings right now. I think a lot of people haven't caught up to him yet, but I think David Bell is an absolute stud. But the one player that we have caught up to is somebody that you have been touting. Listen, I liked him too. I I went back through my uh, Twitter receipts and I did post about him early on. So I'm not late to the gravy train, but (laughs) George Pickens. All right. George Pickens. I wouldn't, I would not be opposed to anybody putting him as the Debbie wide receiver three Ahead of Rashad Bateman, ahead of Amon Ross. I think he is better than Amon Ross St. Brown personally mm-hmm. uh, over Tylen Wallace, over Devonta Smith. I think that should be a given. Mm-hmm. But George Pickens, 
I, I don't like player comps, dude. I think it's it's one of those things that I, I, I try really hard not to do it unless I feel strongly about a player. Yeah. But when I watch him, it is hard not to get A.J. Green vibes when he was at Georgia, man. Pickens, Pickens is good, and he's got Jamie Newman throwing yeah. him the ball this year. What are your thoughts on Pickens? That would be a problem, man. Yeah, so so Pickens, I got to say, I, I got to plug the boss, man. Emery Hunt football game plan, man. The star of the playbook, man. He was, he was putting out his, uh, his, his football game plan 400 when he does like the high school recruiting series. And he was the first person, you know, I, I, I knew, I knew of Pickens and, 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 and his recruitment, but Emery was the dude that tabbed him at one. And that again, like you talked about earlier, man, people that I respect the people that have the eye out here. Like I find myself going back and I was watching Pickens in high school. And I, I you know I, I knew about the Georgia landing spot, of course. And I was like, man, this is a kid that we have to, we have to be aware of. And then what he did last year, especially to close the season, man, bowl game wise, like Pickens just looks like, again, just a safe, safe star, man. He looks like, I mean, the arrows screaming up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Pickens is someone that I try to get out ahead of early. Um, he might have ended up in like the top five or six for me. But like you said, bro, he he's someone that, you know, as we approach next season, as we get into next season, like if people are shuffling around top two, top three, like, I mean, the, really it, too too high might might not be a thing for 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 George right. Pickens. I, I'm 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 that I'm that confident in, in his projection. So I'm glad that you and I kind of kind of share that same vision, man. But uh, you know, Pickens 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 is definitely next up. Pickens or Rondell Moore? <sighs> man, you're killing me, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Pickens. I'm gonna go Pickens. I hate to I hate to do it because oh it, it pains me, bro. It pains me to say this because I love Rondell Moore. I do, man. But I'm telling you, bro. Pickens, I'm telling about David right. Bell. I'm telling you we about David a, Bell. We got a, we got our 2021 argument already laid out. We'll <laughs> uh, we'll save this. There'll be plenty of time to argue. Absolutely. But you man. know what, man? You you are cooking up some good stuff over there with Nate Liss, Matt Kelly, Breakout Finder. Tell us yeah, yeah. tell us what you got going on, bro. What what are you working on? What can the people be expecting? Yeah, man. Yeah, so Breakout Finder, we're kind of we're kind of entering what we're gonna call kind of phase two. We have we have an app. We have the Breakout Finder app about to drop sometime in March. The date isn't set yet, but it's coming sometime in March. We're gonna finally draw back the curtain. Nate and I have been talking about it for months and months now. You, people that download the app can have access to all the numbers. We talk about dynamic score, teammate score, level of competition score, all these numbers. We're gonna help you guys draft the ideal draft picks. Make sure that your dynasty rosters are stocked. So the Breakout Finder app is coming. The website's gonna get a face in the coming months as well. There's going to be a bunch of premium content there as well. So, so things are, things are moving, man. It's, 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 it's a slow process, but, uh, but, but it's a lot of exciting stuff around the corner, man. It's been, it's been dope to work with guys like, 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 like Nate and Matt, and we're building a, building a quiet, a quiet, you know, quiet, confident team over there, man. So a lot, a lot of big things coming for sure. And where can the people find you at, man? One more time, if they, uh, yeah, yeah. if they missed it at the beginning. Yeah, you guys, you guys catch me on Twitter, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting as, as consistently as I can, man. At still Ryan five. There it is, man. Appreciate you coming on the DDP, bros. Appreciate you. Right, you, you, you are the man, bro.